Hey, this is Sherry Harmel. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to join the VIP waitlist for my new book, Designing Your Fabulous Next Chapter. Just like the show, this workbook and journal will help you overcome the challenges on your journey to finding your joie de vivre. Go to www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com to sign up now. If you were to close your eyes and imagine what you'd be doing if you could design a fabulous next chapter for yourself, what would it include? Are there specific activities that you'd see yourself doing? Would you look different? Would you be talking with a whole different kind of confidence than what you currently possess? How would you feel about this next chapter of your life? Well, today's episode is all about letting yourself dream that dream and how to invite yourself to imagine all that you might want in your next chapter. Welcome, everyone, to the Extraordinary Women podcast. This is the podcast for women 50 plus who are ready to talk about everything related to designing and living a fabulous next chapter. I'm your host, Sherry Harmel, and I'm loving today's conversation. And why am I so excited about this topic? Well, at my core, I'm a dreamer, and dreaming is certainly fun, right? So let's dive in. We all dream. Even our furry friends dream. Have you ever wondered what your dog is dreaming about in those blissful naps when they kind of whimper and um, bark even? (laughs) Whether it's daydreaming during a boring meeting that you're at or imagining, you know, some far off place while waiting in the carpool line, dreaming is a universal and powerful human experience. That's why a movie like, say, Under the Tuscan Sun is so appealing. We all feel drawn to Francis, who after a painful divorce, gets off that tour bus, buys a home in Italy, where she designs and then lives what looks like an amazing, incredible life in a very beautiful home in Italy. That story resonates with so many of us. Then there's that crazy, beautiful woman who ends up dancing in the fountain, remember? She inspired us all to question whether we have enough fun in our lives, if we're taking enough risks. It's fascinating, truly fascinating, how storytelling can ignite our imagination and spark the desire for a life very different from the one we are currently living. When you are imagining your next chapter, I want you to go to that same place in your head. Now, this is going to take some work because sometimes dreaming doesn't come easily. And truly, we always start with little dreams, manageable dreams. And if you tell yourself, oh gosh, I don't have any imagination, Sherry, that's impossible. I'm going to disagree with you because we sure can imagine worst case scenarios, can't we? We can find those like that. It's the good ones, the good dreams that sometimes we have to take the time to imagine. Well, when you start any sort of brainstorming, 
you'll first come up with those very normal, very logical ideas. And that's because your brain will go first to what it knows, the familiar, the comfortable. It doesn't automatically jump to the wild, the audacious, the extraordinary. And you might also hear your brain comment on the likelihood of the success of a dream. So you come up with the idea, you know, something very typical, like I'll get myself into better physical shape in 2024. And your brain immediately steps in and it starts yelling back at you. Well, you didn't accomplish that before, or it'll be too hard, or you'll have to give up eating all sorts of things that make you happy in the moment. But I want you in this situation to give your brain permission to turn it all off. The judgments, the negativity, the history, all the reasons why that dream may or may not happen. So your first step is to calm down your brain and even trick your brain. And it's highly possible to do that. Call your brainstorming exercise, you know, fun. I'm just having fun. Calm yourself down. It's just an experiment. I'm going to see just how crazy I can get. All about fun. Now, when you do that, you give your brain permission to accept the crazy, the outlandish, the audacious, the extraordinary, all in the name of fun. So how do you set yourself up for fun? I want you to ask yourself, what is the wildest dream I could have for my next chapter? Wildest. What could I do if anything was possible? What if everything that could limit my success actually wasn't true? How do I want to feel as I move through my day? Now, for me, sitting on that boat on the Seine River in Paris, when I first heard my angel say to me that I needed to learn to love myself again, cherish myself again, There was a seed that was planted, a dream seed that gradually grew. Now, I began by first planning more vacations to Paris. I thought, oh my gosh, I want more of this. And then it evolved into staying in an apartment in Paris for a month and then to a little more than a month. I wanted to know what it felt like. I wanted to step into my dream. Finally, I had the courage to ask myself, how would it feel if I actually lived part of the year in Paris? Now, at the same time, back at home in the States, I bought design books and I started to decorate my Boston apartment with a certain amount of Frenchiness. I began to go to auctions in Boston where I purchased a couple of French commodes, which we call dressers here in the States. I reignited my passion with Julia Childs, and I pulled out all my my very old Mastering the Art of French cooking book once again, and I tried baking madeleines, I tried bouffe bourguignon, I dove into Ina Garten's Paris cookbook, all kinds of great ideas. And what I didn't realize while I was going through that process that I was testing out my dream of living part-time in Paris. Now, I say that because that's an important test, if you want to call it that. It's an important aspect of our dreams. We have lots of dreams, but it's the dreams that stick around 
that you want to pay attention to. And those dreams, just like my Paris dream, usually grows in steps and stages. So if you find yourself, you know, incorporating aspects of your dream in your everyday life, you find yourself jumping into that dream at various parts of your life, that means that dream is there to stick. It's there to stay. And when your dream sticks, your brain, what happens is your brain also starts to look for reinforcement of those dreams. You know, I had never looked twice at French furniture or French styled furniture or French decor. I really hadn't thought much about Paris until the dream seed was planted of me living part-time in Paris. It took root and suddenly all these things were appearing in my life. It, now, what's I want to share with you, what's also important is that I took it step by step. If I had gone home from that very first trip, you know, sitting on the boat on the River Sun, when my angels show up and they say, Sherry, you know, it's time that you learn to love yourself and Paris can help you to do that. If I had gone home and made plans to buy an apartment and move for, for move to Paris, as an example, for three months at a time, it would have been too much of a shock. And it possibly would have destroyed the dream. So that's what I mean by, you know, letting the dream sit with you, let it stick around and also test it out. Immerse yourself in the dream and see how it feels to practice living it. I want you to start with brainstorming when you do this. Pull out all those colored markers, pull out the big sheet of white paper and create circles of each idea that you have all over the paper, and begin to imagine whether or not there are any connections between those ideas. That's kind of the clue to something that has legs beyond a solo idea dream. As an example, learning to play the piano again. I used to play the piano as a, as a child. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know, it'd be fun to pick up piano again and start to play it. That particular dream has absolutely no legs. I'm never going to teach piano. I'm going to maybe go to concerts, which I already do, where a piano is front and center. I enjoy that particular activity. It's sort of like meditation for me, but it's never going anywhere. <laughs> I'm never going to become a concert pianist. Trust me. Um but those particular dreams that you have that suddenly have connections, you know, for instance, my initial dream of spending part time in Paris was connected to how could I use Paris in my work? How could Paris become part of my work? How could I develop friendships that have to do with this part time life, love and life in Paris? You know, suddenly there's connections all over the place, unlike the piano playing idea. Now, if you're struggling at all, you've got the white paper, you got the markers off, but you, you want to run this past people or you want more ideas. Another suggestion would be to have a dream brainstorming party with a few of your best gal pals. You know, our, all of our own ideas come from our own set of experiences. And when we have a brainstorming session with other women, they bring with them their own very different life experiences. 
And that means different ideas, different connections between your skills and possibilities, different dreams altogether. So why not host a brainstorming night where you all share your dreams and you get feedback and ideas from the other women that are a part of the group? Now, I started a magazine after numerous conversations with someone who had launched her own magazine 10 years previously. For three years, I put out quarterly magazine issues, and then I realized I wanted to write a book. Now, I couldn't have embraced writing a book until I had tackled my magazine idea, honestly. So the magazine idea wasn't necessarily the end goal. It was part of the process. So that's what I mean by connections can lead you from one idea to the next. Another idea or another way, I should say, to nurture your dream capacity is to not rush through those activities that allow your subconscious brain, you know, to imagine. Believe it or not, one of the most creative times in our day is when we are in REM sleep. REM. It's very late in the sleep cycle, almost towards morning, and it's when you're in that place where you're sort of awake, but you're not. This is when your brain actively starts to make connections, and this is when your brain gives you ideas and also answers. You can even program your imagination by writing down or talking out your ideas before you go to sleep, and let your magical brain come up with all kinds of ideas before you're fully awake in the morning. I've heard so many people share how they went to bed with a problem and something maybe that they were stuck on or that they couldn't find direction. And then in their sleep, they found the inspiration and the answers. That makes perfect sense to me. And how does that work? Well, we have two hemispheres in our brains, as we all know. The left hemisphere is logical and analytical. The right hemisphere, our right brain, is our creative brain. And these two hemispheres, even though we talk about them as though they're independent, they don't work that way. So when you go to sleep and give your brain a problem to solve, your left brain knows, oh gosh, this is what I should be working on. That provides the focus. And then that turns around and gives your right brain the freedom to find creative solutions to whatever the problem is that you presented. That little bit of focus gives your left, that, you know, your left brain gave you, I should say, gives, gives the right brain the permission to go completely, you know, random to some extent within the, the, context of whatever the issue is. And that's what keeps you from just skirting your right brain, skirting all over the place with absolutely no focus or direction. So you're using your left brain to help inform your right brain, if that makes any sense. It's sort of like when you're driving to a specific location, you know you have to get to X and there's a traffic jam in front of you or an accident in front of you. You have the destination in mind Your right brain, you know, here's that destination plan, but it starts to work out how else you could get there. What other roads could you take to avoid the traffic jam and still get to the destination? So in that context, what's next for you? What will your next chapter look like? 
You know, do you want to start a side business? And that's why it's important to know what it is that you really want. It helps you because you're now informing your right brain of some of the ideas that you have. That's why brainstorming is so great and getting it down on paper is so great is because you're creating the context and then you're allowing your right brain to get super creative. You know, so do you want a side business? Do you want to want to quit your corporate job and try something entirely different? Is there something that you've always dreamed of doing? Do you want to move to the country? Do you want to downsize, move to the city? Do you want to move to a different city? Do you want to make new friends, rekindle old relationships, find a partner, decide on your marriage? All of those are kind of questions that you're throwing out there to to kind of clarify what is it I really want in my next chapter, and then you can let your right brain go go nuts with ideas. Whatever is a part of your next chapter dream, whether it's a traffic jam or not, you know you will discover that there are many different roads that you could take to get to your planned destination. So if you want a side business, you've got that in your head. Now, let your right brain go to work to think about how what, what that business is going to be about. How are you going to do it? What fits with the lifestyle that you want? Plus, as you all know, when you're driving and you're stuck in that scenario, you're trying to get somewhere and there's a traffic jam in front of you, you often discover new places along the way as you're trying to get to your destination. So you might find in the exact same situation that you want to start a side business and you're just absolutely sure it's going to be, I don't know, a cookie making business as an example. And along the way, you discover that it has nothing to do with baking. You want a side business, but it's going to be something entirely different. Coaching other women who want to start side businesses, whatever it might be. So you can see that you start with the idea, but what you, the direction you take uh, may end up very, very different from what you think it's going to be. For my post-divorce reinvention, <laughs> if I call it that, I started working in higher education. I thought that would actually be where I would stay until I was whatever age. I had been a coach for gosh, years and years prior to that. And I thought, okay, I'll do career coaching in higher education. How fun. I love young people. I did. Absolutely loved the job, loved the students that I worked with. I could not stand the constraints of higher education administration. So I left and I pivoted my own career coaching business. Then I started a newsletter. Then I pivoted my coaching to work specifically with women and then I created a magazine, and now I'm writing a book. Crazy, right? So here's a woman who post-divorce thinks she's going to work in career coaching and higher education, and she's going to do that for 20 years or whatever it might be. But look at all those different stops and pivots along the way. It it truly, there are multiple ways to get to a destination. So it all makes sense. And maybe my destination is joie de vie, to find the joy in life every single day. And how that manifests is going to be different along the way. 
yes, those steps are important for you to see where each step takes you next, but also those steps along the way, actually, as you can tell in my example, they nurture your dream, they protect your dream, and then truly you'll start to grow more confident in your dream. And I share that because if I'm perfectly honest, I've always dreamed of writing a book. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many books I've started and stopped. From the time I was a little girl, I made sense of my life by writing in my journals. But I didn't have the confidence or even the skill set to ever write a book. And if I had tried by announcing it to the world that I wanted to write a book or that I was writing a book, I would have been crushed. That dream would have been crushed. So I held that dream pretty close to my chest, and I tried out some different ways to find my voice along the way. I, As I mentioned, I wrote a newsletter for a while. Then I started writing this podcast. I stepped into my voice. I started to have to create scripts. The magazine, another step for, for me to empower myself to actually get to the point where I would have the confidence and the skills to actually announce to the world that I'm writing a book. So it's okay to nibble on your dreams at the start. You know, buy the books, do some informational interviews, step into practicing that dream that you're holding very tightly to your chest. Then when it feels right, share your dream with a good friend. Have a brainstorming night. I always tell my clients to create a dream journal and use it to collect all kinds of ideas around your dream. Just writing down your dream gives your imagination the focus that you need. Remember the left brain. And then the right brain can start to gather in all those thoughts and ideas and create ideas and inspirations around that particular dream that you've just identified. Remember, when we plan a room renovation, we do this all the time, right? Let's say it's our kitchen. I'm in the middle of a renovation. Suddenly, we're on Pinterest looking at all sorts of kitchens, right? Articles on the best kitchen renovations will pop up into our consciousness or even our IG feeds will start to show kitchen renovations. I don't know how that all happens, but it happens. By doing so, you've given your focus to your left brain. I want to renovate my kitchen. And then your right brain goes wild with ideas. It's exactly the same for your next chapter dream. It's, in a way, a sort of renovation of your next chapter life, right? Like your kitchen, (laughs) the structure is the same. You're still you. The bones of the kitchen haven't changed. Neither have you. But how you live, how you work, how you love, and how you share in that space which is what we call our next chapter, might be entirely different. So let yourself dream. Have a brainstorming party. Nurture the fabulous next chapter dream idea that you have and free your imagination to come up with all sorts of alternative steps that you could take today to try on your next chapter dream. Take care, my friends. Abiento. (laughs) 